Welcome to Standout, where you're going to hear from some exceptional entrepreneurs. You'll learn what steps they took to get them where they are and what you can do to make your mark. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan with CherylTanMedia.com. You can find the episodes and the show notes all in one place at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. Sign up for my weekly newsletter there and get media strategies I only share with readers. I had the opportunity to speak at the Modern Femme Convention in Virginia Beach this past weekend, a wonderful gathering of people supporting women in business. It's fitting that my guest this week is Stacey Tushel, an entrepreneur in Wisconsin who grew a seven-figure business from an idea she started while in college. She is now in the business of guiding women to entrepreneurial success. I talk with a lot of people who are trying to figure out how to grow, and so I address this issue quite a bit on Standout. Stacy has navigated that path from solopreneur to entrepreneur and shares her steps to success. Stacy Tushel, thank you so much for joining us for the Standout podcast. Great to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to the Cheryl. I know. I love hearing about your story and about how you've been able to grow your business and how you are helping entrepreneurs figure out if they're in the right space. So that to me is critical. Let's start with your journey, how you knew you were an entrepreneur. Well, I didn't know I was an entrepreneur. It kind of just snowballed into it, I always say. Um, When I was 18, I was graduating from high school and kind of ending my dance career. I was a dancer in high school. And I decided to, for fun, for me really, to start a dance team. And I started it in my parents' backyard. And um, it was just 17 kids. I was teaching them, you know, how to be on a dance team. And we would go to competitions and Um, Like I said, it was really for me. And then all of a sudden it started to grow and grow and grow. And within three years, I had a hundred kids and I decided, okay, maybe I've got a business here because it was perfect timing. I was just about to graduate from college and I needed to figure out, you know, what was I going to do? I was getting a business marketing degree. So I thought I was going to get a real nine to five job. And then all of a sudden this kind of happened right at the perfect time where I said, maybe I could and maybe I have a business here, you know, maybe I could incorporate and and really do this. So um, I incorporated at 21 and I went out and got a rental space and we finally had a place we could call home. You know, I was no longer in my parents' backyard. And then that's when I really said, okay, I'm going to do this. So the first three years, it was just kind of for fun. And then all of a sudden I took it a lot more seriously and figured out, you know, where, what do I need to do? Where do I need to go? And that's how that business started. And now it's been, um, since we incorporated, it is in its 11th year of business and, um, we've hit seven figures a year. So it's just pretty incredible how that could have turned into this. Like it, (laughs) I just don't know how that happened still. I absolutely love that because quite honestly, you were clearly passionate You were passionate Mm -hmm. about what you were doing and you were filling a need because you were finding people just like you who were dancing, who wanted to go to the next level and you just kind of helped them along. (laughs) You were like their guide. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, the first three years I didn't charge anything. I was just doing this for fun because I loved it that much. (laughs) And then one of my dance moms came up to me and said, you really should be charging us. I was teaching all day long on Sunday, like from, you know, noon or one after church and then all the way up until like eight o'clock at night because I was a full-time student. You know, I was, I was doing this other stuff. That's all I had time was Sundays. 
So this mom came up to me and said, you should start charging us. You're like only free day. You're working all day long. Let us pay you. So these hundred students all of a sudden started paying $30 a month. So that's when I said, <laughs> okay, let's go get a space. Let's make this a business. Let's do this. Um, and what's funny is, as successful as that sounds like, wow, I'm working one day a week at 21. I'm making $3,000 a month it all of a sudden wasn't enough because I've got this building, I've got bills to pay. I wasn't paying myself still. Um, and, and there was a lot of struggle with that. So all of a sudden I, I found myself trying to go to seminars and learn from other people that knew what they were doing. And I think that's how I finally started to understand how this works in the business world. Oh, so good. So many lessons. And I love what you have done um, or what you did do so many years ago is you didn't realize it, but you were testing. You were testing yeah. to see if there was interest. And clearly that at free, there yeah. was a lot of interest. <laughs> so those struggles help you now as you guide entrepreneurs. And mm -hmm. I love what you've done with your, your business rescue roadmap, because you've taken your experience uh, as, as you said, you weren't an entrepreneur on day one, yes. but you've grown into that. Like it's become mm -hmm. something who you are now. Um, mm -hmm. And I should mention that it's the Academy of Performing Arts. That's your business. And Correct. that's in yep. Wisconsin where you live. Yes. And yep. so if I'm a dancer or a performer, I, I go to you, I go to your physical location and that's what you run as a business yes. today, right? Correct. So yeah, so it's a brick and mortar. We have two locations, both in the Milwaukee suburb area. <laughs> How exciting. Yeah. And so yeah. you're in the trenches, you're working with dancers, performers, and you're collecting um, feedback from them, but you're also teaching. And so this is a business that you have that you're growing, but then on the side in your yeah. free time. <laughs> well, okay. So yes. So um the business started to really take off, you know, from the 17 to hundred, all of a sudden we exploded after I started to learn and implement going, okay, this is what you're supposed to do when you have a business. Here's what you, you know, here are the steps. So all, I mean, now we have 900 students and I have like 35 employees. So I am no longer teaching. I am strictly the admin. Um, I really see myself as the CEO of the company. We have a general manager. I mean, we've got all these different people to manage all of these employees. Right. So what happened was I was starting to get more and more out of the business, not on purpose, but it started to um, kind of snowball that way again because I was delegating and I was learning how to have this team. And then all of a sudden it was like, what's left for me? What should I be doing you know, there, there wasn't much left. So that's where I um, started coaching because again, it was almost selfishly for me. I needed something else to do. And people locally would come up to me and ask, you know, if they could pick my brain, could they take me to lunch? So I found myself for free teaching entrepreneurs, you know, in Starbucks or Panera or friends would come to my house and I would, you know, pull up my calendar or my computer and say, okay, here's what you need to set up. Here's how you set up email and a website. And then somebody said to me, again, you should charge for this. You know, you could probably have a business here. And it's so funny that you don't, I don't see that until somebody has to say it to me. But I think because I'm just so passionate and I love what I do, that I will do it for free. Right. And that you probably have spent many hours doing so, which I think is probably a mark of finding the right place that mm -hmm. you needed to be. Yeah. Okay. So... I know you have a podcast, and so I know you yep. also talk with other successful entrepreneurs. Yep. Um, where is the business now, and what, what business do you have? <laughs> okay, so I still own the Academy of Performing Arts, but it's so, it's so well run and self-sustained that I spend out just a few hours a week 
working on that business, delegating to certain people. So I full-time am in my coaching and consulting company. Gotcha. And I've started now growing a team as well. So, you know, I've got somebody working on my social media 40 hours a week. I've got a personal executive assistant. So, I mean, I've got people helping me. Mm -hmm. um, but that is where, I mean, I podcast every single Wednesday is my podcast day. So I interview maybe four or five people. I'm on other people's podcasts. Um, I have a book, Is Your Business Worth Saving? And some online courses that I sell. So I am fully invested. I, just, I love it. And the one thing that stayed the same is I've always been a teacher, you know, whether it was teaching dance or teaching employees, to, you know, training them. Now teaching entrepreneurs, that's my passion is gotcha. teaching. Gotcha. And then yeah. I love what you also have is, um, is, is, the idea that a business can be saved, but mm -hmm. also maybe it needs, it needs to be let go. So mm -hmm. how do you help people decide that? How do yeah. you sit in front of an entrepreneur and help them see that it's worth letting go or right. worth putting the time in to really make bigger? Yep. So with my book, and I actually have chapter one for you guys. So if, if oh, your great. audience wants to go to stacytoshel.com forward slash stand out, okay. they can get the first chapter for free. And the first chapter is the most crucial because I'm walking you through that. You know, once you decide, yes, it's worth saving, we're going to dig in deep and go through those tips and tools. So the first chapter is all about, you know, it, first of all, is there passion there? Would you do this for free? You know, I have gotten into businesses for money and those are businesses that I've left because I realized my heart's just not there. So for me, I've asked myself that question time and time again, you know, I've, I've had other businesses, I've had I've real estate. So I, I look at everything as a separate business. And sometimes you get into something and you have to get out of it. And, um, that was something that I was going through myself. And that's why I wrote that book because I walked away from a business. I sold a business and the one business that I sold was still profitable, but I just, it wasn't something that I loved and it wasn't something I wanted to wake up and do every day. So I let it go. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is, do you have the passion? Because some stuff is really difficult in business and it's not fun. And if you have to do that and you don't love what you're doing, you're not going to want to wake up and fully invest in it. You mentioned having some early struggles when mm -hmm. the dance company was growing. And yes. I talk with a lot of entrepreneurs who have those growing pains, who mm -hmm. are trying to figure out exactly how to scale, who to bring in, how to hire. And so you had to handle all of that in your early 20s. Yes. How did you manage all that? What kind of help did you get? And what kind of yep. mistakes did you learn from way back when? Yeah. And I think it's, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. So right. in the beginning when I'm struggling and I, I didn't feel like I had enough students that were paying or I had enough customers, but then we had this huge growth when I started putting all these different marketing techniques into place, all of a sudden it was the opposite. I had all this money coming in. I didn't know what to spend it on. I didn't, I was making bad hiring decisions yeah. because I was hiring so quickly. So I feel like I experienced both ends of that experience, but the biggest thing is you have to be looking ahead with staffing. I think, especially when you have this growth, you have to be ready to go with employees. They have to be properly trained because I was hiring people that should never have been hired. They were getting trained way too quickly. They weren't ready to go out and be in the classroom. And that can have repercussions at the end of it because your customers will leave. So I think you always have to look, look ahead enough to kind of see what's out there. But at the same time, you have to be very cautious that you're not overspending. <laughs> One of the biggest things I hear from my students is I'm spending more money than I'm making. What do I do? 
Mm-hmm. It's so, so common. Mm-hmm. And so then what is the answer to that? Because while you're working on your marketing, your social media, you're trying to get yeah. customers or clients in the door for whatever business you have, but what if it doesn't work? So you're certainly not going to hire for customers you don't have. Where's that fine line? Where's that balance? Yeah. So I think what, what you have to decide as an entrepreneur is, first of all, what is your budget? And people don't have a budget. They just go, oh, I need that. So they spend it. Right. And that's where we get into trouble. So <laughs> for me, I always say to people, figure out what that number is. You know, even if you're just starting up or you have $500 a month where you can invest and you might be thinking, well, I don't even have $500. I always say, look at it personally. You know, is there something you can get rid of? You know, can you get rid of your cable for a month or two? You know, can you get rid of eating out? You know, what will you sacrifice to get to where you want to be? Because let me tell you, I sacrificed a lot in the beginning and yes, I was in my twenties. So it's a little bit easier to sacrifice at that age. But, you know, I wasn't doing what typical 20-something-year-olds were doing. I was making those sacrifices, and I wasn't going out. You know, I actually bartended. That was one of the jobs I had. So I didn't go out and go out on Friday nights. I would go to work on Friday nights. Right. You know, or I didn't take trips with my friends. When they were going to Mexico, I would stay home and save that money. So I think you have to look personally where can you kind of cut some things out to give yourself some money to spend in the beginning. And it only, it might only be, you know, 200, 300, 400, it can be really small. And good news for us is there's so much free stuff online for us to be able to do or free services. So I always tell people, look for the, you know, go to MailChimp for free. Don't go, don't buy Infusionsoft right away, you know, build your way up to that. (laughs) When you have extra money, where would you suggest an entrepreneur spend their hard earned dollars? Is it marketing or is it help? Which one? That's a great question. And I I feel like it's both. So what I did specifically, I first had to invest in the necessary tools that I needed. So, you know, if I'm trying to sell an online course, I need a place to host it. So I got all of those things. And then my first step was exactly what you said. I had to hire somebody to help me with my social media because (laughs) social media, it's amazing and it's great, but it was taking over my life. I couldn't I couldn't do it. So I invested in hiring a person to work for me 40 hours a week. Wow. Just doing social media. Full time. Full time. On your dime. Wow. (laughs) So that was my first biggest investment I made because I felt like I was finally hitting a point where I had the money to invest. Mm -hmm. And I knew I needed help, but I knew I needed to spend it on marketing. So why not outsource that and help it even grow even further? Mm -hmm. And so then what's next? You have someone bringing in... Uh, attention, bringing in eyeballs or uh, people who know your name and then what? So after I did that specifically, that freed up me to be able to go and continue to do uh, revenue generating tasks. So we've got a million things to do. So I always say to myself, okay, looking at my list, you know, what is going to be the most effective? What could possibly bring in the most amount of money or the fastest if I need to continue to generate income? So the best use of my time is doing something like this. You know, I am always on other people's podcasts or I'm periscoping. I'm on Facebook Live. Building that relationship and that connection, I can't outsource that. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't sell me and have somebody else do it. So that's the best use of my time. I mean, I try to do something daily live just so that I can build relationships with people. So that, that for me was where I started to invest more time. 
And that is where I was starting to convert. You know, people would get on my periscopes and I would talk about something and then they would say, well, you know, well, what do you have for this? Or what can we buy from you? I want to do one-on-one coaching with you. So all of a sudden I started to generate income and that every time you generate income, I don't pay myself. I go, okay, I'm going to use this and reinvest it back into my business. Right. And I know you have a family as well. So you're juggling all of that Mm -hmm. while kind of putting, and to me, it's a, it's like a puzzle puzzle pieces that you're trying to fit together as you create this business and that business and try your, try to uh, bring in different revenue streams. Mm -hmm. Where does that all fit in, uh, in your, in your calendar on your days? Yeah. So I have an eight month old baby and I have a three year old. (laughs) Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So with that, what I do, and this could be different for everybody, but I send my kids to daycare twice a week. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a pretty good balance for me because I have two full days where it is work mode. I am completely focused on work. And then when I I pick them up, I leave around 4.30. When I leave, I make sure I'm done working for the day so that when they come home that night, it's, you know, I can hang out with them all night long. Mm-hmm. So that is a big thing for me. And then the other days, my husband actually works second shift. So mm-hmm. I will have him help me for like an hour or two where I pop in, you know, maybe do some email, do some live broadcasting. And then I'm kind of out of it for the day because I'm with the kids. Right. So I don't work. I work very smart. I don't work these long, crazy hours. Um, it, it is that balance. And I wasn't like this until I had my daughter three years ago. So it's just a big change for me. And I, I used to think I probably was a workaholic, but now my why has changed and I've got these great kids that I want to spend time with. Right. So it, it definitely put a little twist on you know my lifestyle, but that's really what I do. And I'm big on online calendars. That's actually one of my mini courses because I feel like if you don't have a good online calendar and you don't know how to set up your day, you're just wasting time. You're not really working smart. So that was one of the first things that I built was my online mini course. Ooh, like that. I like that a lot. What are some mistakes when you're talking with entrepreneurs? What are some mistakes that they make that you feel like if you could just say, don't do this, save Mm -hmm. yourself the headache that I've been through, um, do this instead. What what would you say to them? Um, Well, be careful of the shiny objects, Mm. you know, it's so hard. And I listen to so much of different like podcasts and periscopes. And every time you hear something, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm like, oh, I need that. I need to buy that. <laughs> and I'll be, you know, maybe I'm like completely devoted to Facebook ads right now. And then I'll hear something about Pinterest. And I think I need the Pinterest training. You have to be careful. And honestly, what I found is it's great to have those podcasts and the continuing education, but maybe be a little more selective. You know, if you are listening to somebody, stick with them on that journey and really get everything they're talking about to kind of capture it and go with it. When you're going here for this person and and there for this other, you just keep sidetracking and you don't have time to be wasting to keep switching back and forth. So be really, really careful of the shiny objects and say, "Is is, is this the best use of my time? Is this the best use of my money, my energy? Because we can only do so much every day. I think everything is a Google search away and really everything is on the internet. So that means um, mentorship is also, or at least Mm -hmm. online mentorship is online, is is available at all times. And I I feel what you're saying. Like, it seems like you could follow a million people, but then I talk with a lot of entrepreneurs who end up getting stuck. It's all in their head and they end up not making any progress. And I think that's probably one of the biggest problems too, is they just don't get forward on their own path because they're listening to somebody else. Yeah. And I think I, I realized too, 
you have to be really clear on what you want because yeah. you know you look at these really successful people and you think like oh wow their life must be great but then you find out that they're working five days a week, you know, 12 hour days. And if you don't know their backstory, you really might not want what you think you want. So that's why I always say, figure them out and figure out what's, what their life is really like before you set that as your goal. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Other mistakes that you you've seen and that you've helped people overcome. I think confidence is a big one too. Mm. People, they're they're, they're not sure where to go, what to do, what direction to take them in. And one of the biggest things for me that had really helped me, I jumped on Periscope, live broadcasted. I had never done live video before. I mean, that was so new to me. And I just started talking and and I... At first I was thinking, oh, I was going to teach all aspects of business and I was going to do everything. I was going to, that was going to be making me different. I was going to do everything. <laughs> Your one-stop shop, right? Well, as I'm talking every day on live broadcast, I started to realize, no, I'm actually, I, I, I comfortably or always go to specific topics and that helped me. So I do a lot of productivity, you know, how to hire your first employee. Mm. I do a lot of that stuff. I figured out that I love teaching a lot of moms who are also entrepreneurs who need to figure out this balance and how do they make this work and how do they use their time, you know, as wisely as they can. So being on Periscope helped me discover that. I didn't know that until I just started getting out there and teaching. Right. So I think you have to understand that your brand is going to evolve constantly. So just put something out there and then slowly see where it takes you. Cause I think everything naturally takes you in the direction it's supposed to go. Stacy, that is golden. What you just said, where you had one idea of how your business was going to be. And then you get on a live streaming application and you realize that you really had a passion for something else and, yeah. and that's it. That's kind of where your world lives. I think mm-hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs are scared to put themselves out there. A lot of people. I mean, yeah. it, it's scary to do so. Oh, completely. It, it, it really, really is scary. But I think those same people want the results, but they're not quite ready to put in that kind of commitment. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. Yeah. And, and how did you rev yourself up for that? How did you say, all right, I'm okay with that red light. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm going to do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Somebody had told me if you jump on Periscope and you're new, don't worry, there might be one person that jumps on or nobody. So I thought, <laughs> okay, I can do that. And I could delete it immediately after if it was, if it was awful. <laughs> so one thing that I've noticed on Periscope is there, and I would definitely test Periscope before I would jump on Facebook Live. Periscope is a much, um, the, the, the community just gets it and they're very welcoming. I mean, if you put the title of this is my first scope, you know, people <laughs> will be so nice to you, uh-huh. so encouraging. So I think don't be afraid. You're not going to have a hundred people on your first live broadcast. You might have like two or three or nobody. So as you grow, you'll get more confident. And the more confident you get, the more people that will start jumping on your scopes. So don't be too afraid because everybody starts somewhere and you, we all start with very few people and we all start with zero hearts. You know, (laughs) we all start with zero followers and it just gradually grows. It grows. So you are busy. If you're talking about being on Periscope mm-hmm. still and Facebook Live, your podcast, yep. you have uh, a website with probably a blog as well as a business. And mm-hmm. our entrepreneurs listening might think, okay, well, she's everywhere. I don't want to be everywhere. I can't be everywhere. Yep. What What are your suggestions for entrepreneurs who 
who know they need to be out there, but can't be in all of those places that you've mentioned or don't want to be. Well, and here's the thing. I didn't start everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I may look like that now, but you keep, you see the end result of somebody and you think, oh, I could never do that. But they are starting in the same place that everybody else was starting. So just think little by little, step by step. And I always say master before you start going out into the world everywhere else. You know, don't jump on Pinterest if you're still working on Facebook. You know, get figure out where your clients are, start there, master that and delegate it out before you jump anywhere else. Because it's just too hard to be in, how many social media apps are there these days or platforms? I, I can think of 10 really, really popular ones, right. not to mention the ones that aren't that popular. So <laughs> I'm not on all 10. I don't plan to be on all 10. And as you start to go, you'll go, okay, I've, I've got this down. Now let's start looking into Pinterest. Maybe my clients are over there. I would love to hop on and figure it out, but I'm not going to worry about that until I feel like it's time. I'm ready. I'm comfortable. And I kind of go from there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a, it's a strategic approach instead of like a scattershot, like I can do it all today. Yeah. Which is well, and you know what a really, a really great book is for somebody who feels like that is Darren Hardy, The Compound Effect. Okay. He cool. talks about like small little steps will get you to your big goal. So if day by day you could just do 10 minutes of this, 10 minutes of that, like you will eventually you don't have that all or nothing attitude. 10 minutes really does add up when you do it daily or you do it three times a week. So don't be overwhelmed by the big end picture. Love it. Love it. We're t- we love talking about habits on the show. So, yes. and then you've mentioned some of your habits, but what other ones are you unfailing in following yeah. through on, on a daily basis or weekly, monthly, that kind yeah. of thing? Um, one of the big things that I do is at the end of the night or the end of my work day, I prepare tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that okay. has helped me because I just feel like if I wake up, and I'm preparing for today, I almost feel behind already. Like I'm wasting time thinking about today. So I like to do that last night or yesterday so that when I wake up and I've gotten like, if let's say I wake up before the kids get up, I immediately go to that list and start checking things off that list. So that has really helped me. And I always pick like three big things that I would love to get done before I do anything else. So before I check my email, before I start working on something that I really don't need to be working on those little, like those little random, I always call them random to do's. They're not your big to do list, but they have to get done and you're the only person to get it done. So I just say, get the big things done first and then start doing those little things after, because if you get those three things done that are the most important, that's what's going to move your business forward. Love it. Love, love, love. Um, how can people learn more about you? And of course, we're going to link that website that you had mentioned, uh, okay. the, uh, your website and then stand out yeah. where yes. people can get that first chapter of your book. Um, but how can people find out where, where you offer your services? Yeah. So if you go to stacytushel.com, okay. um, and we, uh, it's, there are no E's in my name. That's the one thing people always want to put an E in my first and last name. So stacytushel.com, you're going to find tons of stuff there. And I've got, I've got tons of free stuff. I mean, I, like she said, I'm everywhere. Cheryl mentioned that. (laughs) I I really have free stuff that I'm putting out constantly. So there's so many options. It's kind of like, I always have like the good, better, best. I've got the free stuff, go grab it. I've got stuff that are mini courses that are as cheap as like $24. So I, I, I have this different level so that wherever you're, you're in, whatever stage you're in, there's something for you. So even if you're not ready, go grab that free stuff and figure out where you should get started. Love. It's like a buffet. Yes. <laughs> um, we're going to link all that information to the show okay. notes for the standout podcast at CherylTanMedia.com. Before we say thank you and goodbye, Stacey, yeah. 
one last question is, what makes you a standout? I think the biggest thing for me is, is the passion that I keep talking about. I truly love what I do. And I think that that shines through in whatever I'm doing. So that's one thing that people always tell me is I feel like you really love this, that you really care about your students because I do. I mean, I, and I love helping people get to the same place that I feel like I finally reached and I'm constantly growing and I constantly want to make sure my students are growing with me. So that that's my big thing is just making sure that I love what I do at all times. Congratulations. Love hearing about your success. And thank you so much for being on Standout today, Stacey. Appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so so much, Cheryl. This was great. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Standout. Stacey is gifting the first chapter of her book, Is Your Business Worth Saving?, to standout listeners. You can access it from this episode's show notes, which you can find at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 21. It has been an honor to connect with so many forward-thinking entrepreneurs. The best way to get their stories in front of more people is to subscribe to and review the show on iTunes. Thank you in advance for your support. If you'd like to be reminded when new standout episodes come out, you can sign up for my newsletter at CherylTanMedia.com. Until next time, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Cheryl Tan.